0: Warning, the following discussion is deliberately riddled with spoilers and unhinged speculation on this nearly 40-year-old book, Gene Wolfe's The Book of the New Sun. You can't read a Gene Wolfe story. You can only reread a Gene Wolfe story.
1: Welcome to Rereading Wolfe. We'll abandon the literary artifice that this is the first time you and we've read these books. We're going to try and understand, and that means considering the books as a whole.
0: I'm James Wynne,
1: And I'm Craig Brewer. The whole point of what you're listening to is two guys who have known each other for a long time decided to actually sit down and reread Book of the New Sun, but to do it slightly more formally so that we could actually remember what we talked about. Recording our voices is a good way to do that, Um, but also share it just in case other people are rereading at some point now or in the future and want to comment on it and just to give a little more structure. To our reading. We just want to say a few things first about our approach before we jump into the actual chapters. So this is sort of like a preface <laughs> <laughs> episode. And then if you want to just jump ahead and go right to the material, then go to the next one, which will be all about chapter one.
0: I really like it that we're going to do this rereading and in a rereading fashion. A lot of times when we discuss these stories, we always discuss them in a microcosm of where we happen to be reading at the time. Or reading along as though we don't know where it's going or where it's headed, but we do know. We anyone who's read the books knows that this story ends
1: where it starts. It's cyclical. And figuring out things along the way based on what you've known before and what you piece together this time—that's how people actually read Wolf. <laughs> so so whether, <laughs> whether they they actually show it that way or not, that's what's always going on. So um, we are always rereading.
0: And when I when I read a a Wolf story. I don't, I typically end it saying, what the heck was that about? And I have mm-hmm. to stop and think about the book as a whole before I say, Oh, wait, those questions were answered. I Now I remember.
1: Right. And it's the old thing that things that don't seem important the first time seem super important the second, third, and fourth time around. So what we want to do is definitely read through it slowly, going just chapter by chapter, But with the real intent of seeing what we notice, trying to do a little bit of research outside, connecting it to other things that we've noticed this time, really just to to see what we can add to our own readings of it. Exactly. We know we're not the first podcast to talk about Wolf. There are a couple other podcasts that are going through a lot of his work very carefully. Ours is in the same vein. I guess one thing that we're not doing, though, is we're not pretending by any stretch of the imagination to be a first-time reader's guide or anything like that but one thing i think too that we're trying to do is offer a place to go through the book of the new sun really have some fun with new connections that we make or new discoveries or remembering certain old strange theories and having more fun with that rather than putting together one solid reading throughout the
0: right thing. yeah i think our approach has ended up being a lot more spoilerific Yeah. Then the other podcasts. It's very uh, similar to the Earthlist to the conversations on the Earthlist, which is where we met.
1: And I think, too, one thing that it might really be important to say is that that we're going to mention a lot of things that we don't necessarily believe are right <laughs> or that we don't right now think are right. There are a lot of things I used to think about the book that I don't anymore, but I still want to talk about them. And also one thing I think we do would like to specifically offer is that if we say something that really strikes someone the wrong way or if we say something that opens up a new way that really gets you thinking let us know you know even if it's chapters and chapters down the line and all of a sudden something you know clicks to you about something we said about chapter 2 let us know and we'd be more than happy to in fact we would we would really like to be able to come back and talk about those
0: exactly i'm always thinking about these chapters after you and i talk and rethinking them and wanting to go back wait i should have mentioned this i should have said something about that so yeah. If somebody, you know, pings us and says, hey, what about such, such That's that's great. That gives me an opportunity to touch on those issues or expand on them or touch on some other issue that I wanted to talk about as well.
1: Right. And I mean, even I have to admit, I've even gone back and started listening to some of the old podcasts, like I was telling you about of the other ones. And it's making me want to redo things already. <laughs> so, I mean, but, but we're not going to do that. You know, there's always something you can add. We're not going to shoot for one definitive version. Unlike
0: uh, a lot of the other fine podcasts that you're probably familiar with, we don't intend our summarizations of the chapters to be authoritative with the all the opining being segregated away. They're gonna be plausible, and we're gonna spin theories and, and analyses as we go along. This format that we've, we've kind of fallen into feels to me more inviting for other people to jump in with corrections and comments and complaints. Wolf interviews, uh, panel experiences, maybe you've heard him say something at a, at a panel, articles uh, about Wolf blurbs. Everything is on the table at any point in the yep. reading. Like I said, this is supposed to yep. be really
1: spoilerific. Yeah. So to give everyone sort of a little framework of how we're going to approach each episode is we're going to go chapter by chapter, summarize, not all at once, but really as we go through it, summarize piece by piece of the chapter as we talk through with interruptions and questions and connections as we're going through that. So we're still going to try to stick pretty closely to how the chapters work as we're talking about them. In other words, we're not going to have like this episode is about this theme or something like that. Instead, it's really going to be, we're going to start going through the chapter. That gives us a chance to look at particular pieces, really even look at wording. Sometimes I know I'm often really interested in how certain sentences are actually worded, then also particular images. In other words, we're going to kind of focus on certain details along the way and that's one thing i know you mentioned like how the earthlist did it a lot of times earthlist discussions really got down to very specific details and specific readings of particular parts um and that's really i think how we're definitely at least for the the at the beginning here going to make things work So we wanted to do Book of the New Sun because it's it's one that I've been wanting to reread for a while. And I'll admit that I haven't actually sat down and read through it in... Probably this has been the longest break since I actually read it the first time. I'm thinking it's at least five years, at least, since I've reread it.
0: It's been a long time since I've read it all in one whole, either. I go back to my favorite parts or parts that I say, oh, well, I want to understand that better. Did it really say what I... Th- Remember it saying as far as going through it as it was originally written in the order that it was written, but with the knowledge of what's going to happen in the future. I don't. It's been a long time since I've done that.
1: Yeah, that's why I really wanted to do it. I was actually looking around for a good sort of annotation of certain things, and lots of people have done things in text online, and they get started. Um, you know, they'll they'll do a few chapters, but but it never gets very far. But I think you and I are. Committed enough to this <laughs> to keep going. Um, plus, it, I should guess we should say, too, you know, a little bit about us. Maybe how did you get started with Wolf? What was your first experience? How did you find him?
0: Well, a friend uh, recommended these books. He came with the four paperback books, and he said that someone had recommended it to him, and he had read them, and he said that he had failed to read them for the first two or three times, and this time he just pushed through, and he wanted to know what I would think. And I and I read them and it took me a long time because I'm not someone who can just read on without looking up every single word. It, was, uh, it took it took me a long time. My wife says, said to me, you know, months later, boy, you sure are taking a long time, spending a lot of time reading those books. What are they about? I said, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, a lot is happening. A lot's really cool. But I really feel like there's a, a story going on, you know, right at the edges and i can't figure out what it is it's just i don't know what it's about and she says well what are you why are you reading them i said well i have to find out how it ends
1: and yeah my my experience was very similar that the first time i tried to read it i gave up after i forget exactly where i mean severian hadn't gotten very far before i think i just stopped um but i had always seen wolf on the shelves Um, i had hung out in the sci-fi fantasy section of every bookstore um, in Dallas and Fort Worth that I could get at the time and, um, knew about him. And I think honestly, what made me finally pick it up was the fact that, that, Ursula Le Guin was, uh, quoted a number of times and she had always been my hero, uh, for a long time before then. So I picked it up. Um, but before then I think I'd looked at the covers and thought, oh, it's kind of gothy. It's not really my thing.
0: Oh, oh, what, what did you, when th- you saw those, saw say the first cover, uh-huh. what did you think it was about? What do you think it would be
1: like? Uh, well, with it, when it had torture and it had, you know, the the picture of um, the sort of standard Shadow of the Torture cover of him standing there with his mask and terminus S, I thought it was just some kind of weird, you know, super sort of Anne Rice-y vampire. Oh, thing. That's honestly okay. what I thought from the cover. Uh, but I never paid much attention to it. Um, and we're talking about a long time ago. so But that was more my opinion, that it may not have been vampires, but it was definitely, I thought, the same crowd that liked Dan Rice was going to like this kind of stuff. So that's what <laughs> I assumed it was. But then when I saw that Le Guin said something about, you know, he's our Melville, was I think the quote on whichever version I ended up getting. then um, I was like, well, if she likes him and says something sort of odd like that, you know, praiseworthy but odd, then I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta figure out what's going on here. But yeah, the first time I didn't understand at all, but I remember the second time... Um, I picked up on the spaceship thing pretty quick that I knew the tower was actually a spaceship and that made me pay attention. But then the thing that really grabbed me was just sort of the, honestly, the visuals and, uh, the, the sort of trying to imagine these crazy things in my head and all the the sort of set pieces that he gives you. And especially in the first half of the book, um, mm-hmm. that I was hooked. Um, Even when I didn't know quite what was going on, I was looking for those next sort of moments of wow. Um, And what's funny, too, I had been reading a whole lot of Stephen Donaldson and um, uh, Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, the unbeliever. Mm -hmm. His vocabulary in there, like Donaldson is sort of well known for just using odd words. Um, And so honestly, the weird vocabulary didn't stand out to me. As much as it probably did to a lot of people. Uh, Because I think I had been so used to that after reading (laughs) however many books of Thomas Covenant that, um, yeah, it just didn't stand out as much. So I I do remember looking things up. Like I remember I had to look up Fullogen and I had to look up all kinds of things. Um, But it didn't strike me until later in the process that I was like, oh, yeah, there must be a point to that.
0: (laughs) I I can't not look them up. You know, I remember in Castle of the Otter uh, book that gene Wolfe uh published i think it was between the third and mm-hmm. the fourth yeah,
1: between the two novels yep.
0: coming out and he where he talks about how you know yeah all the words have meanings uh, in a lot of science fiction novels you have these you know words that are just gobbledygook they don't really mean anything they're just made up words and no one seems to mind when they know they're made up words but then and he says this is something i'm paraphrasing Then you go through all the trouble to find a real word that's just what you need. And, oh, I better stop or I'm getting my typewriter
1: rusty. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. They don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, and one thing too. Once you really know what Wolf is up to, you have to look those words up because you're just terrified that if you don't know exactly what
0: there's going to be some hidden meaning. There'll be something he's hiding from me. Exactly.
1: So you mentioned too that that your wife asked you, you know, what are they about, and you had a hard time saying. So that's actually another reason why I think we can say that we're doing this is that I I want to see how my ideas about the book change over time. And one thing that I'll, I'll sort of to go back to, to some of my approaches to how I read Wolf, I'm never satisfied with a puzzle even being important to figure out unless I kind of know how it's connected thematically to the rest of the book. Like I don't really want to, there are some people I know in the earth list is full of them who can really find interesting things, but sometimes just sort of run down rabbit holes just because they might be there. Um, but for me, putting things together in a way that actually serves the larger purpose of the book is incredibly important first. And so that leads me back to the idea of, of really wanting to know, what is this book about? Um, what is, and I mean that sort of, well, I mean that thematically as well as just figuring out the plot like I really want to know what is why is wolf writing a story about this guy in particular that immediately obviously is going to get us into questions of okay well how strong is the religious allegory and the fact that severian is a christ like figure i don't think he's actually christ even if he is the conciliator he's not christ right and that's actually important to me cuz i'm not catholic or much less particularly religious for that matter. So knowing more about what he's doing with the Christian imagery and the Christian, if there is an allegory um, or, you know, a complicated allegory, not a simple one, but I really want to know more about how to relate to that and um, what he's kind of saying, whether it's orthodox or heterodox, or just doing his own thing or experimenting with ideas or whatever. But I want to focus more on that.
0: I really do Enjoy running down all the little rabbit holes. Um, I'm interested when when I detect an allusion to an old uh, to a myth or to some sort of genre fiction. I really I love you know running down those rabbit holes and figuring out how Wolf is constructing this world. And I'll confess I've always been less interested in in Severian as a person than the world that he was inhabiting and I, mm-hmm. I often feel like to a large extent this is this isn't a a, a, per, a novel about a, about a person or individuals this is about a society and a world mm-hmm. a world that's on the edge a world that has that's on the verge of going one of two ways to, of, toward just winking out or a rebirth and this is the story of that rebirth and Severian is the eyeball we have into that world and he's also the catalyst and he might be controlled he it so many, so many of wolf's heroes in his novels seem to be overdetermined they seem to be they're they're destined to rise because they are destined to rise mhm and it is entirely possible that Severian is that type of, of character, um, but and and so I've really enjoyed it in that way. I've enjoyed the construction. I can enjoy the the selection of words and why, and I am I'm interested in. Severian as part
1: of that architecture. Very cool. And that's good. We have kind of complementary ways of looking at it. So excellent. So one thing too, we have talked about this actually for a long time, but only in text, <laughs> because I think we, we first encountered each other on the earth list. Um, and now social media has made everything different. But uh, we were trying to figure out the other day, how long I mean, I I can't remember how long it's been since we were just found each other on Facebook or whatever. But but back in the, I can remember being on the Earth list at least twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, it must be at least it must be close to twenty years. It was probably I think I don't didn't come onto the Earth list till. 2001 or 2002 something like that
1: were you there after they had chosen um long sun names for themselves
0: yes yeah i came out i gotcha
1: yeah that's one way i could always tell who was the true (laughs) and who had been around yeah who who had their name and who didn't yeah
0: yeah i think some people still call uh michael andre Jerusi mantis online and I think that's the one name that stuck.
1: So yeah, so I have no idea if we're going to, you know, contradict other things that we had said to each other years ago, but that's that's <laughs> half the fun.
0: Yeah, well hopefully we will.
1: Exactly. Well, let's get to the book. And I should mention a bit about our method here. We are going to walk through the book very carefully and very deliberately. We're going to summarize each chapter and interrupt as we go. But we thought if we did it this way, we wouldn't miss little details uh, like we would if we were summarizing the whole chapter very briefly and then just talking about issues. So we really do want to be very careful. We'll have digressions and tangents and interruptions all over the place. But the main thing is to walk very carefully through it. And if you want to go to our social media accounts on Twitter or Facebook with Rereading Wolf, then you can leave comments and questions while you listen. So just hit the next button and listen to our discussion in chapter one.